Greetings, folks, and welcome to episode 15 of the Far Beyond Metal podcast. I'm your host and spirit guide on this metal journey, Daniel Cordova. In this special episode, I interview Jed Simon. Jed Simon is the guitarist of bands Vimic and Zimmer's Hole, but is perhaps best known for his work in one of my favorite bands of all time, Strapping Young Lad. In this interview, I try my best not to be a fanboy on Jed, but it uh, doesn't go so well as he gives me an exclusive preview of some upcoming Zimmer's Hole, making it really difficult to keep my shit together. Anyway, we also talk about other projects, including his upcoming solo outing, his band Vimic with uh, Joey Jordison, and a lot more. Also in this episode, just to kind of keep in the theme I've got going here, we hear about Devin Townsend's very first band. And before I dive in with Jed, here's some of Detox from the Devin Townsend Project's live release, The Retinal Circus. I think I'm good now. Yeah, I'm good. Right. I'm having computer problems myself this morning. I hit play and it'll be like it goes boom, it explodes. I'm, I'm in the midst of, of building a studio here in my basement. Oh, cool. Uh, all of this is going and I'm, I'm like, I'm like completely rebuilding from scratch, bottom up. And uh, yeah, I'm excited about it, but it's taken a long time and everything is in complete disarray and I'm still running an old XP computer for my Pro Tools, and it's uh, it's uh, herky-jerky at best. I have a very, very makeshift thing. My arm is probably the nicest thing I've got going for me. Everything else is just, like, adapted mic cords and stuff like that, and then I just use some old, old uh, program to do the audio of this. So I hear you, but you've got a, you know, looks pretty legit setup you got there. It's home, buddy. It's home. <laughs> Is this for uh, something of your own that you're working on? Because I know you've had solo projects in the past. Yeah, right now I'm working on some Zimmer's Hole. So awesome! Sorry, I'll, 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 I'll give you. I'll give you a brief. Here we go. Oh, wait on. Hold on. I'll give you a brief thing. That's all I'm going to give you. <laughs> that's, that's fair. Uh, one of my qu- questions on later was, uh, what's going on with the Zimmer's Hole? So apparently you are still working on it. We're still, you know, we're still active, but, you know, we're all grown-ups now. <laughs> right? And uh, and that, that means things just don't happen as quick as they used to. I mean, we all used to live within, you know, a few blocks of each other. We had a rehearsal room that was in the middle of that, you know, and then every day at 7.06, which is 66 minutes after 6, we'd get together and we'd jam. And, you know, we wrote a lot. 
Uh, so, you know, now we're all splintered. We're all his genes back home in California. I'm out in Pennsylvania. And, you know, uh, Byron's no longer in Vancouver. He's moved up to a, a town called Kelowna, which is about five hours out of Vancouver. And so it's hard to get us together now, right? Um, so I wrote the bulk, bulk of the last album. And, uh, you know, we, we got together, did those few shows over the last year or whatever. And, uh, you know, it's good, but it's it's slow. We're going to do it. it it's, the, it's the one band that's never going to end because it's just too much fun to be in. You know what I mean? You can do whatever we want. It doesn't matter. Uh, when you did the last record, you did that song, the vowel song with, uh, yeah. air quote, Nathan Explosion, Brendan Small. How did you uh, get in contact with Brendan Small? Well, Gene knew him because he was doing Death Clock, I think, at the time. Oh, that makes sense. And, uh, <laughs> and song. I wrote the vowel song because I'm just pissed off at the the illiteracy of the illiteracy in, in the modern world is ridiculous. People don't even know how to fucking talk or, or use the alphabet properly. So that's, you know, A-E-I-O-U and sometimes Y, you know, like that's the vowel song. And then Gene is like, fuck, we got to get Brendan in on this. So that's how that all went down. It was pretty cool. Are you a fan of uh, the Metalocalypse show as it was? Not a huge fan, to be perfectly honest. Um, it's amusing and, and I watch it now and again. Uh, you know, I've got the, the DVDs and all that stuff, but uh, I'm not a super huge fan. I'm a huge fan of the talent that's behind it. That makes sense. Yeah, legit folks across the board there. Um, oh, yeah, serious our, guy. Our initial chat was penciled for uh, President's Day. What did you wind up doing with your, your, uh, your family? <laughs> not celebrating any presidents. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a little difficult, too. I was at work, so... Um, uh, we just we just had a day. I think we went to the movies that day. Actually, we went and saw the the Batman Lego thing. What do you think? That was, it was all right. It was. It didn't hold a candle to the first one, but that's you know pretty standard procedure. First Batman or first Lego movie? First Lego movie. I'm sorry. No, no, that's fair. I've heard yeah. it's the uh, most solid Batman in a while, but that's only. It's cool. Only... No, it's, you know, it's it's a kids movie as far as I, I mean. There there was there was a good sprinkling of adult humor in there. They had some uh, what was it, some Doctor Who. Um, uh, what else did I see? Some gremlins. Saw a couple other things. Like they had this whole cast of bad guy Lego cre- uh, uh, people. It was pretty cool. But you know, it's geared towards kids, and our nine-year-old enjoyed it. So right on. I like how the Lego folks have just rights to everything, so they can just make yeah. it a massive. Must be working overtime there. I tell you. <laughs> um, also, uh, when I initially was pitching the idea of talking with you, I, I said I would promote scar the martyr which i then later was like that's not what that band's called that was a band yeah. how is vimic vimic i've never heard it said out loud going vimic vimic how's vimic going vimic vimic i know it's vimic vimic yeah it's vimic and uh you know for whatever reason that's you know the name change wasn't my wasn't my idea and you know i support the name change whatever joey wanted to do a fresh change because we had some new members and blah 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 you know, come out with a whole different vibe. You thought you thought the last vibe was a little overtly, a uh, little leaned a little too heavy on the religious or anti-religious or whatever side you want to put it on. You wanted to get away from that, which is cool because I don't give a fuck about any of that. So, you know, uh, what is the status of "Open Your Wounds"? Omen, Omen. Sorry, I'm not wearing my. Am I? Oh, I am. Fuck. The new album. The new album is done. And, you know, we've been out there and we've done some shows. And we went through another lineup change, you know, and we had we got a new guitar player now. And uh, it's, you know, I can't talk about it too much. I, I wish I wish I could talk more about it. Um, suffice it to say that we're going to be out there and we're going to be fucking hitting it hard as soon as we possibly can. There's just been a lot of a lot of obstacles that this band has had to overcome, both professionally and personally. And, um, you know, from from guys in the band to legal it's just it's just been a lot of 
it's been an uphill struggle, and, and that, that's for all of us. And we finally got a group of guys together that we all fucking like each other a lot. And, um, you know, like, you know, if you don't know anything about my history, it's a stretch for me to be in this band. I mean, on paper, I probably shouldn't be there. But I really enjoy the company that I'm with. They're super guys, great players. And and at my age, I'm just, you know, I'm not afraid. I don't give a fuck about, you know, whatever image you have to uphold and that kind of stuff. I'm happy to be trying something. You know, I've been in the band for like four years now, but, you know, I'm happy to be doing something new and different. You know, although I'm not a fan of playing eight strings, my little fingers don't like it that much. <laughs> but uh, it, it's it's a challenge. And fuck, man, challenge accepted, right? So uh, I'm happy to be there. And, you know, I know this is the long bloated answer, but I'm just trying to get it all out. It's 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 been a struggle, but there is light at the end of the proverbial tunnel. And uh, we're going to come out hitting it pretty hard uh, just as soon as we can. And I, and I hope it's sooner this year. Well, I saw this year you guys are hitting the stage a bit more and playing like festivals and specifically Chicago open air with the uh, same day as Kiss, apparently. It's kind of rad. Yeah. Are you a big Kiss guy? Yeah, well, uh, I am a Kiss guy. <laughs> <laughs> just seems like just a little bit. You, are you still stoked to see them now as you were, like, I don't know, when it was original lineup or anything? Couldn't care less, no, really. Shit. I, won't, I won't be there to watch them. As far as I'm concerned, they are their own tribute band now. That's, um, that makes sense. And there's really no disrespect meant when I say that. It's just I'm just not into it, man. I went and saw them. I saw them in '79. I was lucky to see to see that lineup. And I saw them again uh, when they did the first reunion. I think that was like '96 or something when Ace and Peter came back, and that was that was monumental. I'm such a huge Ace fan, obviously. And uh, so that was great. But it was even right from that, it was kind of like ah, fuck, it's kind of hokey schlocky whatever you want to whatever you want to choose um they're not they're not dangerous they haven't been dangerous since 1974 or five so it's yeah see you later did you follow their uh brief arena football team when they had one nope (laughs) (laughs) i listened to a podcast where they talked about it a lot and i became more aware of it than i wished to be yeah right (laughs) it seemed like a, a strange turn for a band to take Sorry. Um, since right. since uh, strapping wrapped, uh, it seems like your time on the road has uh, become more limited. Do you miss being out on tour as much, or is this the ideal situation for you now? Well, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. That's a twofold answer. Yes, it's an ideal situation, but no, I wish. You know, but no, I wish I was still just as busy as I was. Um, having said that. You know, right right when strapping broke up, Dev became a father, I became a father, and it was the perfect fucking time for it to happen, even though at that time I wasn't very fucking happy about it. You know, none of us were. Because um, I think, you know, for all the work that we had been doing, the, the, especially the, the few years leading up to where we, when we broke up, I mean, we were on fucking fire, and uh, that's, you know, that sounds a little egotistical, I guess, but we were on fucking fire, and, uh, and we, we, were, we were breaking, man. We were doing good. And uh, so it sucked when we broke up, but you know I look back on it now, and you know, uh, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, as they say, and becoming a dad and and just being able to just shift my focus from that to being a dad, you know, changed my life for the better. And, and I've said to Dev, I go, you know, like you know, we were estranged for a while. I think we all were, and then you get over that and you become friends and you start to fucking get to know each other on a whole different level. And I, and I said to him, I go, you know what? If we would have kept going. You know, it it might not have ended as well as it did. You know, all that being said, 
You know, we were all abusing and using and, and just living a lifestyle that was not fucking good. Let's put it that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. So to have a kid and to get grounded and to have a focus, hell yeah, man. And, and I couldn't be happier now. I can't, I never wanted kids, but now, now that I've been a father, well, obviously long enough, I can't imagine it any other way. I just can't imagine it. And, and I'm, I'm happy. You know, I'd like to be touring, touring, wow, and working more. But uh, I'm just as happy being home, doing this, taking my son to school, making lunches, and 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 being cool. You know. So that is a typical. What is a typical day for Jed Simon? Typical day is <laughs> get up, make lunches, make breakfasts, get the son to school, get the wife down to the train so she can get off to work, and then I come home and I sit down right where I'm at now, and I and I spend a set amount a set amount of time. Uh, either trying or waiting for the creative juices to flow. You know, it's not something you can force. It either happens or it doesn't. And uh, then I've got house. I've got my usual housework to do. You know, we've we've been in this house for about a year and a half now. I'm I'm building a studio, as I mentioned. The other half of the basement that I'm looking at right now is a fucking disaster because I got some new furniture and I'm setting up my old component stereo and and there's painting and there's yard work. You know, all all the home ownership stuff that needs to be done. And uh, so that, that keeps me busy the rest of the day. And then I pick the boy up from school. We do homework. We hang out Friday today. So it's party day, as he says. And uh, which means that he gets to go to McDonald's and have some French fries. That's all he likes. And I totally support that. And uh, then we got mom about 530. We drink beer and wine. And uh, we'll see that. then I go to my friend uh, Vinny's house in uh, New, New Jersey. And this is another band that I'm working on right now. And... Um, it's been something I've been working on for a couple of years. It's, I don't know if you know about my Tenet album. Yes. The, the solo thing. Okay, so it's the same vein. And it's probably going to be chapter two in that, although I'm not going to call it Tenet because this is more of a band. And uh, with Ash Pearson from, from Revocation. And uh, it's going to be killer, man. It's going to be really fucking killer, but I'm taking my time with it. So Friday nights I go out to my buddy Vinny's and we jam guitars and, and uh, Ash will be out at the end of next month. And uh, we're going to we're gonna get shit going. Hopefully do a new album this year. That'd be rad. Yeah, again, a later question was, uh, I know Tenet was your solo thing. Did you have anything else in the works? Like, it sounds like you do. I just, I think I just gave you the, the info on that. <laughs> yes, you did. Um, you know, the funny thing about Tenet, Tenet was such a personal thing. You know, as a child, I, I kind of suffered some, some shit. I'm the poster boy for divorced parents. And I carried a lot of baggage for a lot of years. And that's what the whole record's about, if you read some of the lyrics. And uh, I, I thought I had vented and gotten it all out after I did that record. I'm like, Phew. But I've, as the years have gone, I'm like, the anger's coming back, coming back, which is great for a, for a metal guy. Um, so I need to do another record, and that's what's happening. <clears throat> yeah, I'd say uh, Vimic is not as uh, angry as some of your previous material. So are you finding an outlet for it now with these other things? No, not at all. Not at all. It's a completely different animal, and that's kind of what I was saying before. It's, it's you know, for, for anybody that looks at my track record, it's, it's like, wow, this is two completely different things. But I'm fucking happy to do it. You know, like I said, it, it's it's a challenge on a lot of levels. And uh, I'm enjoying the fuck out of it, man. And I'm enjoying being in a band with a bunch of guys that that there's no infighting. There's no bullshit. There's no lying. You know, we're all we're all essentially grownups now. And, and there's none of that kid stuff that, that that may have happened in earlier years. And so we can go out, get out there and just fucking boom, nail it. And it feels good, man. I love it. Uh, you mentioned that you have a set amount of time that you devote every day to writing. Uh, yep. Is do you think setting that amount of time is what's been so helpful for you? And do you ever just walk away after, I don't know what it is, two hours, three hours, and just like nothing, got nothing? Yeah, I well, you know, it, it happens fairly quickly. I'll come down here, you know, and I've got my setup, i got my coffee, i got a couple of guitars, you know, I'm, you know I'm, ready, I'm ready to go. 
And but I'll feel it within minutes, you know. Um, I'll be like, ah, fuck, you know, or I'll be I'll be thinking about, oh, I gotta I gotta paint that bedroom, or fuck, if I don't do this thing today, you know, something else is gonna happen. I, you know, so it, it it's kind of back and forth. It doesn't it it doesn't happen every day, but I try every day, you know. I understand. Um, I see, like we are Facebook. Uh, what's the word I want? They, it's called, well yeah they call it friends but like realistically I, i've never met you before well actually that's technically not true uh, i did a signing thing at the Ozfest you guys played in 07 06 or something so we've yep. shaken hands once but that doesn't right. count of course uh but th- through facebook i know you're a big hockey fan i want to be but i don't have cable and i don't just go through the effort of finding it but how are your flyers doing not so good. Not so good. Not so good. And I also have to say, I'm not a cable guy anymore either. We cut the cord. Sorry, right. I keep. I have, I have to keep on fixing my my stools <laughs> or my seat cushions. They keep falling off. Um, I haven't been following hockey as much lately because when we when we bought this house, we, we were fed up with paying like 200 bucks a month for fucking cable. It's ridiculous. So we cut the cable as well. And so the one the one thing that I that I had to give up was was watching every single hockey game. So I don't follow as much as I have, and and I find that I'm not really all that bothered by it, you know. Like I, I keep up online and all that kind of stuff, you know. And we just we just do the Amazon and the Netflix and HBO, and and I bought a digital antenna. And we got like six billion channels still. It doesn't fucking matter. The cable's a joke, you know. Uh, I'm a diehard fan of, or, or not a diehard, diehard supporter of the cut the cable thing because it is bullshit. Uh, sports aside, <laughs> so I haven't been watching a ton of hockey, but you know I do follow. I'm just not quite as intense as I used to be, and and that's okay. I'm all right with that. That's about it. Oh, a menu if you go to a restaurant. Actually, you just order a cheeseburger. Everyone's got a cheeseburger. You don't really have to use reading for that. That was the Val song from Zimmer's Hole, Jed Simon's comedic metal band that also features ex-strapping young lad members, Gene Hoglin and Byron Stroud. I'll have more with Jed in a moment, but first, this is my first band. Every musician has to start somewhere, and in this episode, Devin Townsend tells us about his first band. First band. Our first musical experiment. Well, I guess I was in sixth grade. And I had a band that I put together, and we were called Manta. Yeah, incredibly <laughs> cheesy. But it was just, you know, a bunch of kids in sixth grade listening to Motley Crue, right? Like, uh, and I like that whole, um, you know, I like that whole heavy metal sort of satanic thing that was going on at the time. I found that to be uh, enticing as a young kid, right? Which... Uh, in hindsight, it's very interesting, because not because I necessarily believe in any of that shit, because I certainly don't, but I find it interesting in hindsight how um, susceptible kids are if they're connected to a type of music, you know? And so I think that, uh, you know, my fascination with that sort of aesthetic led me to places that... Uh, that um, uh, in hindsight, I don't know if we're the best life choices for me. And so I think that, you know, now with what I do, I think I'm trying to make a conscious effort to make what I do, like, um, healthy in a way. 
And, uh, you know, I don't feel like I have a responsibility necessarily for younger people or, or anything. There's none of that sort of, uh, you know, uh, uh, need to, to be the focus of any of that attention. But I just, I think if you're given a loudspeaker, which I feel I have been, you know, you have a choice of what you want to say through it, right? And just recently I've decided that I want to say things that are... Uh, Maybe a little more empowering than I than I have in the past, and uh, you know, I feel better for it to be honest, right? Yeah. That was Failure from the Devin Townsend Project from the most recent album, Transcendence. Townsend is currently on a European tour and will be back here in the States to support Gojira and Opeth before heading back overseas, I believe. Before I dive back in with Jed Simon, here's some of his most recent work with Vimic. This is She Sees Everything. ask you a few strapping related questions absolutely of course man i don't know if that's like something you're like i mean it's been what 10 years since the band broke all right i don't know if you're super sick of it but they're not like i i you know what i you know what they're you know if you would have asked me this four or five years ago i'd have been like nah, man i don't want to talk about this shit but like i said we've all we've, we've kind of you know moved on and and we're growing up and we've reestablished our friendships and we're just as tight as we ever were when we were first starting and and just i'm not bothered by anything i'm happy that it gave me the cred that it did you know Strapping always came off, well, it comes off now as Devin's band, but you've been there since the beginning. You're on the first album on a few songs from the liner notes I've read. So I feel like it's also your band. It's also Gene's band. It's also Byron's band. Have you ever felt the, the desire to play those songs in a different context, either with a different solo project, any other band you've been in without sure, Dev, without those guys? Have, have you? Would you? Absolutely. Absolutely, I have. Um, I'm not sure if I would. I mean, you know, we've we've jammed some strapping at Zimmer's whole practice. There's fucking three of us there. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, and it's just fun. It's just fun. It's like because we all we all know it. And we, you know, um, I'd like to play a couple songs with with my band here or something. Just not to not to show off or show up or just to kind of I don't know. Like what what's the word for it? Just like just to do it for fucking fun. You know, Dev has done it a couple times. You know, on, on acoustically or whatever. And uh, why not? You know, it, it was our band, and and we were we were definitely a sum of our chemistry. You know, Devin was the chief songwriter, the producer. Like, you know, we all chipped in. You know, 
Um, but it was our band, and and it wouldn't have been it's it, it, it wouldn't have been what it was if we didn't have the chemistry that we had. We were a good chemistry band, especially live. <clears throat> Um, I also saw an interview where you were talking about your experience at the Retinal Circus, how you feel like that was the last time you were able to play those songs. And yeah. do you still think that's true? Yeah, well, it was the last time, you know, I, I was glad that he invited me to do that because, you know, I, I still had I, I still had some feelings inside. I don't know if it was resentment or, or whatever it was, but it was it was for me personally, it was the closure that I needed for that. And so to get there and get up with my buddy and, and play those songs again, I mean, if you've seen the footage, I was fucking bawling my eyes out because I felt it, man. It was it was really intense, but it was really fucking cool at the same time because I got I got that closure. Now, now we're a few years on and I'm like, yeah, I'd still like to play those fucking songs. I don't give a fuck who I play them with. As long as you can play them right. Yeah. And, you know, we're going to have Devin singing ever because nobody matches that guy's voice. And, and it's a shame because whenever I write and I don't think it'll ever go away. You know, the only voice I ever hear in my head when I'm writing is his. Damn you, Townsend. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's done an album with like a bunch of different people guessing on it. Do you think you could convince him to guess on something of yours? Or would uh, you know, metal probably, scene shit itself too much? You no, know, he'd probably do it as, as a favor or something. I mean, we talk enough and stuff, but I don't want to intrude on his world like that. And I don't think he wants to intrude on mine. You know, we got, we got our separate shit going on. We all do. And, um, I'd love, I'd love to to do something with him. I think, you know, even in a production sense, um, we'll just see, you know, just see how life goes. It, it's, there's nothing in my head that's going. You got to contact him and do something together. It's, it's not that. It's not there. True. All right. Well, we're just buddies, you know. And I have one final question, and it's a very self-indulgent question. As I mentioned, the name of my show is Far Beyond Metal. Uh, ah. It, it's something I've had since I was doing a version of this show in college, just playing music for nobody in a booth. But um, yeah. what is the story behind the song Far Beyond Metal, or is there one? No, there's no story behind it, man. We just wanted, it was, you know, we we, we kind of wrote that one. I mean, we wrote it. Um, it it's almost like, a, it was almost like a Zimmer's Hole sort of vibe, you know? We just, we just fucking hammered it out one day or two days, you know? Dev, and then Dev put everything on it, you know? That was how, how a lot of songs got written, you know, even though, you know, they, they, you know, I'll, I would come with a riff and Dev would be like, oh, my God. And he'd take that and turn it into a whole like I came with the beginning to love it. You know, that was my thing. And then he took it and made it into that what it became. You know, I showed up with the intro to uh, Shitstorm. And then he takes it and he just fucking, you know, it's that that was what he was so fucking good at. Um. So Far Beyond Metal was kind of a similar thing. We were just sitting around and, you know, it wasn't, I don't even remember how it happened, but it just, it was just one of those band efforts that was very spontaneous and fun and had that sort of a, you know, Zimmer's Holian vibe to it, you know? And getting uh, Dave Brocky on the track, how did that come about? That was, that was, I think that was Dev, because Dev and Dave had done some tough, some stuff together. You know, we'd hung out with, with Dave and, and Guar over the years on tour and stuff. I'm not really sure how that came together, but I think he just called him up. He thought he'd be perfect for it. And naturally he was. <laughs> I'm going to slowly start wrapping us up here with some sure. less, uh, like current, whatever you'll see. Uh, what got you playing a V style guitar? Uh, you know, I always say Paul Stanley because I've been a kiss fan, you know, my whole life. And he had that black Gibson 
uh, Black Gibson V with the mirrored pickguard back in the early 70s, and I thought that was so fucking cool. But I think as 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 I moved along and became a guitar player myself, it's it's more about you know you play a strat. Here, I got to stand up so you can sit, and you know you kind of you sit it on your leg like this or whatever. I like a V. I'll show you because you can kind of play it in a classical way like this. You know what I mean? It just feels it just feels comfortable like that. And the neck is always high up. So it's to me, V's are the ultimate comfort guitar, the ultimate comfort guitar. And uh, plus, when you put them down, no stand, no stand needed. It'll fall over. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, I've Fuck got one yeah, leaning in the corner. It's great. I love symmetry, man. So yeah, I, I love I love flying V's. You know, I've got a couple explorers, and I love explorers as well. They don't stand up by themselves very well at all. So I come back to the V's time <laughs> and time again. <laughs> Are you going to get an eight-string V, or do you have one already? Uh, 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 <laughs> I, I considered it briefly. Oh, is that a can um, of worms? <laughs> Did I just open something up? <laughs> no, 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 not at all. It's just I just don't really like the, the whole eight. I've got some regular eight strings. Um, what I've taken to playing for the eight-string stuff is because I'm not playing leads in Vimic. I only play a couple of leads. Um, for the eight-string stuff, I have a, I have some uh, ESP seven-string baritone guitars. So they're extended scale. They're great big fucking guitars. And I tune them down to an eight-string uh, tuning, and uh, that works very well for me. There's still good tension on the strings, and they're a little spongy, and I can kind of I can kind of do my jed 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 thing with them. You know what I mean? Um, so that's what I do. I don't like the traditional eight-string guitars. I considered getting an eight-string uh, V made, and then I, I discovered these these seven baritones, and uh, I fucking love them. So that's where I'm at. Alrighty, sir. Well, thank you so much for talking with me today. Um, I'm glad we finally worked this out. I look forward to Zimmer's Hole coming out whenever it does. I look forward to your yeah. next solo thing, anything and everything. Right. Big fan, sir. So, you know, thank you and Godspeed or something. I don't know. <laughs> Ending these is always awkward. Fucking A. Talk to you later, eh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Thank you. All right, man. Later. Take it easy. Bye. Typically, I'd sign off with a band recommendation from a lesser-known band. However, to celebrate my guest of honor and completing a year of this podcast, guys, I'm instead going to recommend the work of Strapping Young Lad and play my theme song for this show in its entirety. But first, if you want to talk to me, email me at farbeyondmetaldan at gmail.com. I'm on Facebook at facebook.com slash farbeyondmetal. I'm on Twitter at Ovacord. And the theme, which you're about to hear, is Far Beyond Metal by Strapping Young Lad from their album The New Black courtesy of Century Media Records and Devin Townsend himself. Thank you for listening, and enjoy.
a Catbox production.